0: Wang Li's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is an adaptation of a novel written in 1942 by Chinese author Wang De Lu. Set in the 43rd year of Emperor Shanglong's reign, or to use the Occidental calendar 1778, it tells the intricate tale of two veteran warriors. One male, Li Mu Bai, a swordsman, played by Cha Yong Fat, and one female, Yu Shu a security guard, played by Michelle Yeoh. Together, they must recover a prized sword, the Green Destiny, stolen by a young aristocratic woman, Zhen Yu, played by Zhang Yi. Wang's novels are wuxia, a genre within Chinese literature that dates back over 2,000 years and focuses on martial arts. Given wuxia's longevity, it only follows that numerous archetypes and plots have become so ingrained in Chinese culture that they have spread into other arts, such as painting and opera. In fact, so central is wuxia to China's historical identity, it is sometimes suggested that a parallel can be found in the American Western. However, that would completely misrepresent both genres. For starters, Wuxia often involves the supernatural. In addition, as you can see from Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon's plot, Wuxia's female characters possess great agency, and have enjoyed it from as long ago as the 18th century. By contrast, there is no such equivalent to be found in the Western. And finally, while Wuxia does have the Great Wall, There really is no such thing as the closing of the frontier that you find in Hollywood's westerns. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is the fourth of Wang's Crane Iron series, a pantalogy he began in the late 1930s and finished by the early 40s. But despite his perseverance, Wang's stories did not sell. And by the time the people's republic of china was founded in 1949 his works had all but been forgotten he died in 1975 regarding his foray into wuxia as the biggest mistake of his life it wasn't until 1983 when a magazine tales of today and tomorrow decided to use Wang's stories that any interest in his work began to grow however wang's name had fallen so far from sight that when tales of today ran his series he was not credited as author because the magazine's editor had assumed they were legends hundreds of years old. But as a direct consequence of Wang's catalogue being co-opted, tales of today's circulation rose sevenfold to just shy of three million. After the copyright issue was settled with Wang's widow, the Crane Iron series was then published by Chinese newspapers around the world. So it was only in the mid-1990s when Ang Lee, who was born in Taiwan, first encountered Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Here is Lee in 2013 at the BFI, talking about how he grew up watching everything except Taiwanese films. When I was young, of course, we saw a lot of
1: Hollywood movies, action movie, of course, all the boys like. And then when I was maybe 10, the martial art uh, genre started to take off. Uh, It started from B-movie to like your mainstream movies. So for a long time, I was basking. First martial art, like swordsman, uh classical swordsman sort of then the once the bruce lee comes in it's another genre it's a fist fight so th- those are
0: my, my major things crouching tiger hidden dragon was ang lee's seventh film his second and third features the wedding banquet and eat drink man woman earned him great attention in the united states where both films garnered academy award nominations for best foreign language picture subsequently hollywood financed his next three pictures Sense and Sensibility, The Ice Storm, and Ride with the Devil, with its version of Jane Austen's novel winning even more praise. For most critics, Lee specialises in emotionally repressed characters. So, on the surface at least, a martial arts picture was a major departure for a director more associated with teacups than Taekwondo. I have heard reports through town that... Mr. would tell me once and for all. Is everything finally resolved between your sister and Mr. Willoughby?
2: Colonel, though neither one has informed me of their understanding, I have no doubt of their mutual affection.
0: Thank you, Mr. Dashwood. To your sister, I wish all imaginable happiness. To Mr. Willoughby that he may endeavour to deserve As far as Lee is concerned, emotions lie at the heart of all drama, and it is the subtle transitions in the character's feelings that really anchors our interest. Whether we are watching Each Drink Man Woman, where the three Chu sisters grapple against their father's traditionalism, or the Ice Storm where the Hood family crack over the course of a Thanksgiving weekend, or Ennis Elmar and Jack Twist in Brokeback Mountain, who struggle as much with themselves as they do society's prejudice at large, it appears the more movies Ang Lee makes, the greater length he goes to in illustrating the restrictions and delusions with which we strive to define, but only confine ourselves. Just look at his most recent picture, The Life of Pi, in which a young man shares a small boat with a wild Bengal tiger. And then Richard Parker, my fierce companion, the terrible one who kept me alive, disappeared forever from my life even though it went into production in 1999 and received its premiere at the Cannes Film Festival in May 2000 Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon is a perfect example of 21st century filmmaking practice its production came about precisely because of a flow of venture capital creative talent and story each of which helps blur the distinction for what passes as indigenous or local business and corporate or global enterprise Just look at the production credits and you will see numerous financial houses based in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Beijing and Hollywood. Where it must be noted, Columbia Pictures is a subsidiary of Sony Entertainment, which is itself a subsidiary of the Japanese media conglomerate. Then on a completely different note, you have the film score by Tan Dunn. Here is Tan detailing his origins as a composer.
1: Before I went to conservatory, the music I heard only like a Buddhist I mean, ritual music, uh, picking up, all those kind of sounds. But suddenly, when I come to Beijing, one day people, people took me to the concert. I was lucky. That's the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra. When they played, bum, 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 I said, ayo, music is like this. Oh. I was shocked. Music, how could be music is At that moment, I totally became a slave. I became
0: slave of Beethoven. Now consider the film's dialogue. The writing was shared between James Seamus and Wang Hui Ling. However, that doesn't mean they worked together. Wang worked her drafts from the original Chinese texts, while Seamus read from a translation. Then their versions were translated into each other's language sounds complicated and potentially very confusing. But it wasn't. In fact, if you read the English version of the script and it is available online, you may be surprised to learn that although the film runs just shy of 120 minutes, the screenplay itself is barely 60 pages. To help explain that paradox, here is Ang Lee in 2013, speaking at the Fairbank Centre for Chinese Studies at Harvard University. First
1: draft of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Gems wrote it. All the five scene, he just wrote they fight and, we're <laughs> <laughs> and they put a caption in the beginning of the thing script and say to any investor just just trust me and we'll stage the most brilliant fights ever and that was it
0: but for the cast no matter how terse the dialogue may have been the problem was that chao young fat is from hong kong and speaks cantonese natively while his co-star michelle Yeo, is malaysian and had to learn her dialogue fanatically shang shen who plays the desert bandit lo jiao hu is from Taipei, which means only Zhang Ziyi was able to deliver the dialogue in a native Mandarin accent. To underline my point, I'm going to play you an extract that has been dubbed into English.
2: Joseph, take this and return it to Belayé. Now, go to Wudan Mountain. Show who awaits you there. And Shalom Promise that whatever path you take in this life, you will always be true to yourself.
0: But here is the thing. No matter what language a book is written in originally, and no matter what language is spoken on the screen, and no matter whether the actors are speaking in their native tongue, or if you're watching a dubbed version, or reading the subtitles, which means you're hearing your own voice, the whole thing unfolds in the same language. Film. Establishing shot. Close-up tracking shot, reverse shot, two shot, cutting on movement, cutting on sound, holding a shot for emotional effect. Here is Tim Squires who has edited 12 of Ang Lee's 13 films.
2: Two rather different scenes. The interesting thing about those two scenes is the second scene, the dialogue scene, is cut faster than the first scene and yet the pace of the cutting is faster in the scene from Sense and Sensibility than it is in the fight scene from Crouching Tiger. One is this furious action scene, and the other is a bunch of people standing around talking. So from an editing standpoint, the question is, what the heck's up with that? Um, and the reason is because the scene in Sense Sensibility, as I said, it's a very dense, complicated situation. Every one of those cuts was giving you new and valuable information. And when you do that, When you're learning something new, when you're seeing something you want to see, it doesn't feel fast cut at all. I mean that action scene, it's two people fighting. The fighting stuff is cool but the the story points that are important are the moments where you see their eyes.
0: Another way to prove the universality of Lee's work is to analyze it by way of transnationalism. Transnational cinema is a tricky subject. To some it is the latest disturbing example of globalization to variety film critic Derek Ellie, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was little more than a model of cultural imperialism, a quote, heavily packaged chop suey designed primarily to appeal to a generally Western clientele. However, for others, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is another opportunity for film to further intermix its already international language, a tradition that dates back as far as, well, almost as old as cinema itself. French pioneers were soon exchanging ideas with German filmmakers, who themselves emigrated to America, where D. W. Griffith saw the Italian film Cabiria and adopted its techniques for Birth of a Nation. But transnationalism isn't just about making films, it is also about censorship. Be it a producer locking a director out of the editing suite, a classifications board demanding some shots be excised to comply with local customs, or government bodies prohibiting certain content. This is something of which Ang Lee is acutely aware. Here he is again from the same Harvard address. Uh, When I make a movie in China, people always ask me,
1: oh, did you get all the freedom to do this, do that, especially here in the States? And I'll say, you know, the most unfree, if I get really irritated, asked too many times, I'll say, you know, the most, I'm freely place to make movies actually the states right here, but of course it's not political pressure, but it's the commercial pressure studio bureaucracy, what I think audience want, and culture you know this, this movie is very much uh, established in America American ways it's just you know, it's, it's numerous amount of rules in film language itself that you have to express certain way otherwise people don't understand it's, The very established had to break.
0: To me, that's probably harder to deal with than the Chinese government. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon offers copious pleasures, not least of which is its examination of the opposing philosophies of Taoism and Confucianism. Aristocratic Zhen Yu ends up pursuing the life of Tao that focuses on living harmoniously, which sounds completely at odds with her actions, because after all, it was she who stole the green destiny and thereby completely disrupted the order of things. Along the way, she falls in love with another Taoist, Desert Bandit, Lo Xiao Hu. By contrast, Li Mu Bai and Xu Lian are both Confucianists, a philosophy that follows the key principles of ruler and subject, older and younger, master and apprentice, where life lessons are taught by rulers, elders and mentors, to their youngers, subjects and students. So which way does the film go? I sense it is towards Taoism, because if you focus on the film's title, you will find it is made up of two characters' names. Lo Hu translates as Little Tiger. As for Zhen Yu, her real name is Yu Zhaolong. Zhaolong means delicate dragon. The term itself is a Chinese proverb that means talented or dangerous people obscured from view. And I can guarantee you further viewings of this masterpiece will reveal more of what is hidden.